1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another special More Than Mom episode of The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah, you ready to have some fun and let me take control for a while?
0: I am. Drive the bus, okay. Megan.
1: <laughs> so we're going to be doing these special episodes every so often, and um, they're a little different in that they're not going to be as outlined, and Sarah is not going to be the boss.
0: I mean, <laughs> which... it's really hard for me. <laughs>
1: You're still the boss. Um <laughs> But that just means they're going to be a little more casual. Like we're looking at these as casual chats. So they're not going to take the place of our episodes that are more, you know, tip and resource heavy. It's just kind of like us getting together to casually talk about whatever. Last time we talked about nostalgic beauty products from the 80s, 90s (laughs) and 2000s. And today we're going to talk about social media. So we're really going to be all over the place with these. We think they're going to be a lot of fun. wearable well-being for your feet.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. I'm not in charge, Megan. See, oh, I right. was ready to- See,
1: <laughs> and I was ready to let you take over. And oh my gosh, like I have to take over now. Well, it's kind of funny because even though I'm supposed to be driving the outline or the bus, you're the one who made the outline, but because I, know, I tried not to, you tried, couldn't re- you couldn't, couldn't help it. yourself. It's fine. Well, we, so <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about social media. And, you know, we did an episode not too long ago. Well, actually, maybe it was a long time ago. When was that episode? The one that we did about um, like choosing your media wisely and oh, yeah, it was media like consumption. Second
0: episode ever. Was it? So it's like three are years you serious?
1: ago. <laughs> okay. So it's been a bit. So we talked more there about, I don't know, like kind of keeping it from taking over your life, um, strategies for, you know, not getting too far down the rabbit hole. But we yeah. didn't really talk too much about just like social media as a fun thing,
0: yeah. What we like, you know, like, what we like about it. Where so, we end up, like, right,
1: exactly. Where we hang out online. So I want to. I want to talk. I want to give my trajectory yeah. a little bit about my social media use um, because I just think it's really interesting where I started and where I've um, wound up. So I was a hardcore Twitter user. That was that was really the first social platform I ever used was Twitter.
0: So, so give me a date, like anchor. Two thousand seven. Okay.
1: 2007 uh, maybe maybe late 2007 2008 I remember hearing about it and thinking it was really dumb and at the time I want to say Facebook was a thing but like people weren't really active on it in my circles as much it was just kind of there and I remember would... it was
0: very driven by where you went to college and yes your, and yeah because um, you had to have a call that's how it started yeah yeah and I think social network yeah
1: I think around 2007 or 2008 is when they had just opened it up Yeah. Um but it took a long time for my people to really get into Facebook. Um MySpace was still a thing, but I I never got into MySpace. I tried. I just or Friendster. Oh, okay, wait. I was on Friendster. I was on Friendster like in 2003. Oh, wow. Or 2004. So, but I get it's like I didn't understand social media. I was used to forums and email lists. Okay. Which and those really were,
0: were kind of a, an early form, right? They were,
1: but they were like long form People they had their own language. Like I remember very clearly, um, the conventions that you would pick up on. Like when if you wrote an entire, if basically everything you wanted to say was in the subject line of the post, and there was no reason for someone to open the post, you would put "nt" at the end, no text, oh, okay. because people were still using really slow dial-up. So if you didn't do that, they might open the thread and then sit there and wait for it to load and then realize you didn't say anything. Interesting. Like everything was. So there were there were like short form ways to communicate in forums. Oh, in chats. I was in an IRC chat and stuff like that. But it just wasn't it wasn't the same because it didn't um, it didn't like there wasn't like one place to go and see everybody.
0: Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, we're like an aggregate, like a watering hole.
1: Yeah, you had to go to your specific, um, you had to go up to your specific like forum and check that forum, and then if you wanted to talk about something else, you had to go to a different forum, right. and so right, everybody right, right. had these like silos that they were in. So that was very early, and Twitter was my first experience really diving into the idea of mass communication in a speedy way, and I, I thought it was really dumb, and then I got into it and I loved it. Like Twitter was my playground. I would be on there for I, I think I had like now I never tweet, but I think last time I checked to see how many tweets I've ever sent, it's like 30,000 tweets. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of tweets. Um, But I would just get, I would just jump in and and you'd have conversations. Like there was entire actual dialogue happening in Twitter yeah. and it was really, really fun. And this was when my kids were little and especially when Clara was a baby. I remember staying up late nursing and tweeting my little heart out.
0: Um, and you were on your computer, correct? I was Not on mobile? my computer. That's I, so much of, yeah. I think what's different about how I came to Twitter, Twitter in particular was all mobile for me. In fact, I like I still like have no I feel totally foreign when I look at desktop Twitter. Yeah. Um, And even though you don't use Twitter as much anymore, I actually think it's a great mobile um, platform. But anyway, but I'm just because in my mind, it's so mobile, but you were on a on a computer desktop. Yeah,
1: right. I was always almost always on my computer. In fact, in those days, um, everybody was starting to sign up for Instagram, like I want to say around 2009, 2010. Yep, yep. That was when that was starting to get. And I really resented that it was mobile only. Yeah. And I did not use it regularly until uh, like 2014, yeah. 2015. I just didn't like the idea that I had to be on my phone. I was yeah. very phone resistant. Yeah. Um, When you it came still, to you stuff. You still
0: are. I mean, you still prefer to be on your computer, I think. You're not. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You absolutely. don't use your phone to get things done or like. No, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, Like, if
1: I have to order plane tickets, I would never do that on my phone. Right. Something like that. Like, order, you know, clothes or something. That would drive me crazy. So, yes, I really still like computer-oriented um, messaging platforms. Mm-hmm. But I have gotten into Instagram. And un- I'm going to say, unfortunately, because I kind of hate that I'm on Facebook so much. And it's just – it became a thing where, like, everybody went there. So I went there and was like, well, I, I guess I have to do whatever I- – you know, this is where all the people are. This is yeah. where all the conversation is happening. Um, it's still not to me the most intuitive platform. And I don't I don't like having pictures and stories and all that like all mixed up in my feed. I, right. I kinda like when I go to Instagram, it's just pretty pictures. And yes. I love Instagram a lot now. Um and I like when I go to Twitter, which I forget to do because now I feel like everything on there is advertising. But um when I go there, I like that it's just text. Yeah. Or mostly just text. Yeah. I don't like too much mixing. So there you go. There's my like ten years of um <laughs> or however many years of social media in kind of a little nutshell.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. When you do you like Facebook though? Like I'm curious. Like you, um. you, <laughs> you say you end up there a lot.
1: It's No, I don't like it.
0: Yeah. I feel
1: like I have to be there.
0: Yeah. I hear that from a lot of people.
1: And so so stuff like, for example, I'm in a play and all of our rehearsal information is on Facebook. Yeah. So if you're not on Facebook, you don't find out if something gets canceled, like you just don't know. And so I feel like I have to check it yeah. and then I get sucked in and I feel like it it can be a very negative place. Like I just, it's just a, you know, it's just a tool. Right. Unfortunately, it's hard because of the size of it and how many people are on it. It's hard to really like corral it for your own best use. Yeah. I, I think I was able to do that to some degree with Twitter. I, at one point I went through and I like unfollowed everybody, like every single account. And then I slowly added stuff back. And it's kind of slow right now. I, I would like to get back into Twitter at some point because I just think it's a really interesting platform. Um, so I was able to have some control over that. One day I decided I would like to just unfriend a bunch of people on Facebook that I haven't communicated with in a while. And just the process <laughs> of unfriending people is took forever. I yeah. finally just gave up. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I do feel like there's like tips and tricks you always read to make your news feed more how you want it. But it's almost like Facebook makes it purposefully
1: they um, I yes like, difficult to difficult difficult to do and it takes a long time it's it's time yeah. consuming and I've heard that too like if you like certain pages you'll see those pages more often and it all makes sense but how much time can I really devote in my life to like I don't know managing a social like one social platform
0: right
1: <laughs> so anyway so there's all that so oh and I should tell you I I still can't figure out snapchat
0: But you've tried. I've never tried. No, I've tried
1: on multiple occasions. (laughs) It makes absolutely like I feel so old when I'm on Snapchat. It makes no sense to me. I don't get it at all. And even
0: now, well, I'm going to out you, but you've talked about this publicly. Even now that you have learned some um, online dating apps on your phone, I feel like that's like the same target, the same millennial age group as Snapchat. And that hasn't helped at all. No, because
1: because those those, um, apps work very simply.
0: The they're like ones.
1: Okay. the dating ones you like swipe right you swipe left okay. um what i don't like about the <clears throat> snapchat is there's like stories and like so there's a way to directly um communicate with somebody like i could snap just you mm-hmm. or i could put out a public snap right i i don't find that the interface makes sense i can never figure out which one i'm doing which makes me really paranoid like i don't know right. if i'm yeah <laughs> and and then there's all these filters and things that people add and I like can't remember how to add them. Like it just it's not so much the idea of Snapchat. I get what it is, but something about the interface is so not intuitive to me that I feel like every time I open it, I'm learning it again. Like I'm, yeah. I'm relearning something that I should have and it should be super simple. Like children do it. Right. <laughs> and maybe I'm not sufficiently motivated.
0: Yeah, I think, you that's, know, well, I feel like every time a new social platform kind of like starts to crop up or get popular. Like the big question is why would I need another one? And it's a good, it's a good question, but yet it's been pretty amazing to see there have been some new ones that have caught on. And so there's something, even though people have their core social media places where they hang out, sometimes these new ones pop up and they become popular. So it is interesting that like they serve some, some purpose to some people. So Um, have you made it, have you made like a,
1: um,
0: a really conscious
1: decision not to get on Snapchat or you just don't care? No,
0: I just didn't like feel like learning anything. And I, I love Instagram and right around the time when I thought, um, so social media and work overlap a lot for me because, and that's not a bad thing. Um, I actually like, I love managing our social accounts for the mom hour, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Katie does Life Listened, except I do some Life Listened Twitter stuff because I think Twitter's a great place to connect with other podcasters. And I love Twitter on my phone. It's like that's almost my preferred. Well, I shouldn't say that because I I love Instagram. That's probably my favorite. But um, Twitter is a great like 30 seconds like space out. I will yes. pull up Twitter and I'll just like I'll just see if I have any notifications <laughs> like because I have three Twitters. I have myself at Powers of Mind. The Mom Hour and Life Listened all on my phone. And it's really easy to toggle back and forth. And I don't read it like you consume a feed. Um, In fact, Brian, so my husband, this is interesting side note, has no Facebook. He has a Facebook, but literally doesn't even log on on his birthday to see his birthday messages like never, ever, ever goes on. He he should probably just delete his account. Um, He does like Instagram, so he uses Instagram, although he was a later adopter of that. But he really really enjoys twitter and mostly to consume news. So like like political news. He's yeah. like a big scientist. He loves science news. Um, it is great
1: for that kind of like soundbite stuff. If there's an yeah. event happening, Twitter's fantastic for yeah. following it. Or event. a natural
0: disaster natural- I talked yep. last <laughs> recently about like my hometown had some natural disasters and that Twitter is the place to be if something is happening live. But I guess where I was going with that is Brian really curates his Twitter feed so he can actually go on and read everything that he's missed in the last half a day and read everybody's tweets. If I did that, I would like I'd be there for four days because there's just it's <laughs> I follow too many people. I follow people that it like I don't really care what they're posting. So I maybe not like I'm not curating Twitter maybe the way you could. But I still like to pop on because I feel like it's um I don't know. It's just a variety of different things happening. It's easy um, I I post or retweet more um political things on Twitter because I mm-hmm. feel like it's um it's a way to use your platform and use your voice that doesn't feel quite as loaded as Facebook to me. I totally and I, agree, and it's I probably because totally people I know in real life aren't really on Twitter. That's the truth. Is like if I'm being yeah. really honest, yeah, no. I care. I I not not I care, but I um there's too much wrapped up in like one one reshare of something that might get a firestorm started, I just oh, ra- would me. would yeah. rather not bother. So I don't do that on Facebook. But I do on Twitter for some reason. Um, and it feels... I have enough followers where I feel like, you know, this is this is an important way to share information. I feel is important to use my voice to to amplify what other people are saying. So I use it more that way, which is interesting because yeah. I don't use my other. So it is it's it's just different. Twitter's this is just making different. me
1: really nostalgic for Twitter. And I remember Get back like, to on, your dude. point, to your point, one of the things that I had a really hard time with when I started using more Facebook and I kind of had to force myself. This was when it was like, look, if you're going to I was blogging heavily. And it was like, this is where the conversation's happening. So if yeah. you're going to do this, you have to be on Facebook. So I did. Um. But but what I hated was the endless life cycle of a thread.
0: Mm, yeah. Like,
1: Twitter, I felt like I was so much less of a rabbit hole because I would jump in, engage in a conversation if I wanted to, get out, and then it would die off generally yeah. pretty quickly. And Facebook, just like to your point, if I post something political, which lately I've been doing kind of a lot of because I'm just fed up yeah. with some things... Um people are going to come out of the woodwork and jump on like people I haven't spoken to in 20 years. Suddenly now they have to speak to me. Right. And they have to jump in and they have to like, and then their friends see the notifications and they're, so then they jump in. And then the next thing I know, like it just keeps going. Like it never stops and I keep getting notified. So even if I don't care to go back or ignore my notifications, there's just this nagging feeling. Like I left a conversation unfinished Yeah, and it keeps bumping to the top of the feed. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I don't like that yeah. about
0: Facebook. Yeah. At all. I, I agree. Um, oh, I thought I had another thought about Twitter. Ooh, oh, well, I, while you're talking <laughs>
1: about Twitter, can I share something really quick? Yeah. Did you know that I was named one of the top 50 funniest moms on Twitter?
0: You were. OK, so this is important. Twice. We were we, we need to discuss this because I, I know <laughs> I've shared this a long time ago on a podcast episode, but. I found Twitter when I had my second baby and got an iPhone. And so mobile, like mobile was starting to get really good. And I was nursing a new baby. So it was 2010, mid 2010. And so Twitter had been around for a while, but really mom blogging was like really starting to like, it was a thing. Like there were, there were top 50, you know, Babbel had the list of top 50 mom bloggers. Like mom blogging was no longer new. It was like, a few years running to where there were, like you said, lists, like 50 funniest moms on Twitter, top 50 mom bloggers. And I just like, I didn't really know at that time that I even wanted to get into that industry, but I was staying home. I started to stay home instead of work in a corporate environment. And I had an iPhone and I got Twitter on my iPhone and I just followed all of the people who were on lists like you, I guarantee like that's, well, I I think I found your blog from a babble list, but I might've found the babble list from Twitter. Like it was all related. And I just sat there and read really funny, mostly snarky. I really liked like the snarky humor writers, like the more kind of irreverent. And like you were, you were like wholesomely funny, but you know what? (laughs) On Twitter, you were edgier. You were edgier on Twitter. So
1: somebody, so they nominated me for this like (laughs) top 50 funniest moms on Twitter thing. And I was like, well, that's cool. But part of the nomination, um, or part of like the award, like the, they put up a page, um, that had like a little snippet about everybody, a little profile, a little bio, and then links to your funniest work. Uh-huh. So they wanted me to give them links to my funny blog posts. And I was like, Oh no, no, I don't write funny. Yeah, blog You posts. weren't
0: a humor writer at all on your blog. Not at all. Yeah. And so
1: they were like, wait, none of this stuff is funny. And I was like, I know on, on Twitter, I was quite hilarious. I was like good at like the, the cutting one liner. Yes.
0: And that's what I, and you know what that is, that still exists on Twitter. Megan, our sponsor, Carnegie Hall Kids, is a free website for kids ages 5 to 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes. I'm really excited to tell everybody about their new Sights You Can Hear quiz. This is really cool. It's an online quiz you can do with your kids or they can do on their own, and it plays a piece of music and then you guess what visual image or scene it sounds like.
1: Our listeners may have heard the name Carnegie Hall because of their live performances, but they might not know about all the educational resources they also have for kids and families on their website.
0: Carnegie Hall Kids ignites imagination in children, offering activities that both encourage musical curiosity and develop knowledge of musical concepts. And did we mention free? If you haven't yet, you're definitely going to want to check out Carnegie Hall Kids' interactive musical explorers around the world map. It teaches kids different musical traditions like Vietnamese folk, cumbia from Colombia, bluegrass and jazz from the U.S., and more.
1: Start the musical journey early and go to kids.carnegiehall.org to check out fun, child-friendly games and quizzes. That's kids.carnegiehall.org.
0: Well, I need it, you. Yeah. This is now my campaign to get you back on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Because I do think that the, the
1: humor on Twitter and the timing is second to none. And it becomes like an art form, like yes. learning to hone your thoughts. Yes down to 140 characters and just knowing like like any social platform is it's a language yes and if you get out of the language you get rusty and you yeah. have to get it and immerse yourself in it to really understand it and I found Twitter to be really really fun and I, when I did it I need to be back in
0: well okay so now I, I this like gave me like two more new thoughts so okay I, in those years I like tentatively would start tweeting myself too so I had like a two-year-old and a new baby and like I didn't have really an audience I'd like sort of started a blog this was before I even took your writing class so there was like nobody I knew in real life was on Twitter and I was just sort of like I was mimicking or like emulating the funny moms on Twitter like you that I was following yeah but what's funny is I use Timehop now which is that app that can show you all oh, yeah. of your social media posts um from on, like on this day in history so we're recording on February 25th if I pulled up time hop it would be everything I ever posted to any of my social accounts in on February 25th of any year. So if you are an active social media user, you have to get time hop. It's better than Facebook's memories because that's just on Facebook. And I actually don't post a lot on Facebook, but time hop is everywhere. So now when I go into my time, I will see these tweets from mostly like 2010, 2011. And they're funny. I laugh at myself. So I get like, like on this day in history, I tweeted something snarky about like, breastfeeding or like and it's yeah. just a totally different time in my life that and it's really great fun. i crack myself up i'll have to well, I, and
1: i and i also t- i also tweeted a lot of like the funny crap my kids said yes and, like cute
0: little moments about yes. them and i would love to have that back now you need time hop. Yeah. It, it's all yeah it's all there okay this we right. really went we, we like took a a twitter left a sharp, turn but that's okay. a sharp
1: left turn well that's the that's okay because this you know whole idea is that we could talk about whatever
0: we can and okay. So my final thing on Twitter is I we do have some listeners who engage with us on Twitter on the Mom Hour and I love it. Sometimes they you know will like retweet our show or like, but it's not a lot. We get most of our listener engagement on Instagram. It's probably the most active, and then after that, Facebook. Um, so I would love if you guys are Twitter fans, and I think a lot of the people on Twitter are kind of industry folks, like either writers, journalists, other podcasters, that kind of thing. But definitely have a conversation with us on Twitter. Let's bring I would back, love that. Baby. Bring me back. Bring me back.
1: I want back in. Well, I don't want to make this one too long. We went a little longer yeah. than we meant to last time. Um, But I did want to say, are there like lesser known social media accounts that you use? That, we didn't even talk about Pinterest. Can we just about talk Pinterest. about
0: that we both don't like it? Right. We just don't like
1: it. Um, you're really good at Instagram stories. I've noticed I'm but still I, kind of trying to figure those
0: out. So it's very similar to Snapchat. I will say, so, um, when you asked me about Snapchat, if that was a conscious decision, um, what I was going to say is right as I was thinking, maybe I should get on Snapchat or get the mom hour on Snapchat. That's right. When Instagram came out with stories. And I heard from multiple people, like this is basically exactly Snapchat. I was like, great. I don't have to do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do. I love the stories. Um, they are time consuming in, So here's how I feel about them, real quick, is I really like the way people use them, both for brands, and I do use Instagram definitely as a business owner, and then personally, but I find them – they are supposed to be these short snippets, but I find them time-consuming to make, and I also find that they take me out of the present more than – Other ways I use social media because I am like a big take a picture and then later edit it and say something thoughtful about it on Instagram. That's how I like to use Instagram personally. But the stories are meant to be like real time. And Mm. I find that like more than anything else, it like takes me away from whatever I'm doing with my kids. And I'm not I'm not real hard on myself. Like I don't I don't care if I'm Instagramming when my kids are around. But that in particular makes me feel like I'm just totally Outhead. on my phone yeah. in a very, like, um, conspicuous way. Remember when we were in Phoenix, we were talking about, weren't we talking about, like, yeah, we how took, we had to take awkward of it is to, like, when we're out yes. or something, and know. then we're like, ugh, everyone
1: knows that we're putting this on social media. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. it's
0: weird when people around you know yes. that you're Posting to social media, or I think yes. that's weird. Maybe that's well, strange. I think it's a little generational. I, I think yes. we're not comfortable with
1: it yet. We're just yes. too old. Yes, <laughs> we're, I not, think... we're not. We're not like the age where it's just accepted.
0: Right, like there's still a little judgment around it. So, right, I need to do yeah. it like in the in the privacy of my own house later, yeah. and then post exactly. it, which really doesn't make it any better. I don't know. It just feels weird. Okay, that's I do like the stories, but I I do I feel a little conflicted about them sometimes.
1: Well, I I have not, as you can tell, have not gotten into stories because I let you do it you do it for me and i don't use for me instagram is very all over the place like i'll post randomly and then i won't post for weeks and i, I flip through that's like my happy place socially yeah. like social media wise but i, I feel like, like
0: you don't scroll through very often do you no like, i don't, you don't open it and i think it's the mobile thing again you don't really yeah. like to i'm be not on mobile phone. oriented i just no. I, you know
1: and, and honestly i don't want to become more mobile oriented i've thought right. about that before like maybe you know maybe i should just give it a little more effort but you know i'm cool with not always having to look at a platform of some sort so trying to resist more much more of that um, yeah to whatever to whatever degree I can but I guess if there's a takeaway here it's I gotta get on Twitter yeah and do you look do you think of Voxer as a social network
0: no I think of it more as a communication tool but it is for sure one of the apps on my phone that I use the most for sure do you think it will ever become a social network you like, know I think there
1: will be an audio social network?
0: Well, so there's Bumper. Have you heard of that one? And there's... Um, and Anchor.fm.
1: It's yes. another one that I think mm-hmm. is more like a mobile podcasting platform. But and I think I, that's
0: what Bumpers are, too. Like, Bumpers okay. are like audio tweets, kind of. Like, you can do right. real short, and people can follow you. Um... So I'm sure our fellow podcasters even know, but yeah. And, and Voxer. So have you noticed on Voxer, by the way, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, Voxer is, you just go look it up and check it out because it's our (laughs) life. Um, But have you noticed, Megan, if you go to your Voxer profile that you can have like a little, like some audio there that's available for anybody to see, kind of like a bio, like, kind of like, you know, if you went to your, facebook page you'd have some pictures and like your bio and your info so i do almost feel like voxer's trying to make it where you can like follow people and see what they post publicly almost yeah. i have never used it that way well, but. maybe
1: that's what maybe that's how it will evolve I, I think it's a great tool that obviously i have gotten like everybody i know to use it so yeah and i feel like voxer brands is quite hot hopping
0: i feel like brands could use voxer to make announcements or like yeah. interact with bands i don't know that will be very interesting um (laughs) i know we have to wrap up but do you have any thoughts on facebook groups because this is a big oh this is like a big thing
1: i love hate them yeah much like facebook um i am a member of so many facebook groups i couldn't even tell you how many there's just it's ridiculous i probably should go through and clean house because every production i've ever been a part of every uh you know Every class someone's ever set up that I've been part of or I've taught, um, every home party, someone's oh, put together. Gosh. I feel like there's a group involved. Like there's
0: always a group. Do, are they still active though? I feel like I have a, a lot, lot of them or not. A lot. Technically, of them are not. I'm still in, but nothing happens.
1: Well, right. That's the thing. You're in them. They don't. They're not. They're just sitting there. They're not doing anything. Um. But then every now and then someone will just randomly post in one. I'm like, ah, who are you? Yeah. So I like I like that the notification structure is a little bit different. Like you get you see everything. And mm-hmm. I do like that. It's really useful when it's something you really need to keep up on but it can I don't know it can be a little overwhelming and I and I think the etiquette is real shaky around Facebook groups like people will just randomly add you to stuff and then then you don't really know what to do
0: yeah I I agree I think I think like we talked about there's a language and a and some norms associated with everything and I really feel like Facebook groups almost are their own platform because I like I think the norms and the etiquette um, and the rules are different. I think some groups are run really, really well. Um, I'm, I'll am i just shout out to the podcast movement, which is a conference we go to, but they have a, a Facebook group for podcasters. And I don't even think you don't have to have gone to the conference. So it's really not the conference. It's, it's just for podcasters. It is huge. I mean, I think they have thousands and thousands of members, um, but it's really well moderated and they have people who like will chime in to answer and there's and the reason it's well well run is because there's rules like you can't spam you can't um and that's like one where there's good good technical info discussed but yeah I feel like I feel like the groups could take over your whole feed I I kind of love hate too you can I do unsubscribe from notifications for some groups and then that way if I want to go see what's happening I can but it's not coming up in my feed so I,
1: I also know. want to mention Facebook Live since we're talking about Facebook. Yeah. So fa- while I am, as you can tell, um, a little bit ambivalent about Facebook, I actually love Facebook Live. There's something about that to me that is really fun. Do
0: you watch a lot of other
1: people's Facebook Lives? Interestingly, I have started to watch more of them. Um, they do pop up, but they, yeah. they get uh, prioritized in your feed. And I don't watch them when it's like... I don't watch them when I'm because I'm not video oriented. You yeah, know that, like we've yeah. talked about that that we both of us will avoid avoid getting information from a video. Yes, if we can get it any other way. Yes, <laughs> but I will find that sometimes like a friend of mine will pop up and they're doing a Facebook Live, and I'm like, hi, I wonder what they're up to, and I just check in. Um, Johnny and I do them on the radio show. Oh, that's right. From every now and then, and we think they're really fun. So I and you and I have done them, and I thought they were fun. When you, you guys think did them, they're fun, so. yeah. <laughs>
0: You, you get really awkward. About I them. do. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and Facebook, as an entity, I think really promotes the Facebook lives. They do. So it's they do. definitely if you're a brand, it's a it's a strategy. It's a good um, way to reach
1: people, um, and it's more effective than just putting up a regular post. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this was fun. Well, gosh, that we just covered um, all like ten years of social media
0: yes okay so now minutes. listeners you have to come interact with us on social media <laughs> yes. either personally personally or the mom hour or life listened i'm everywhere megan you can track her down get her around yeah
1: her i'm megan francis everywhere so yeah. well everywhere i am everywhere you are i'm not everywhere anymore not on i the think snapchats. i gave up on pinterest and oh. i'm not on the snapchats oh
0: pinterest
1: yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, Pinterest. I wouldn't we didn't even say, say we, anything about
0: no, it. We don't even hate Pinterest like people hate on Pinterest. We no, just don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care. care. <laughs> I know. And both of us are like that, which is so funny. I
1: know. Yeah.
0: All yeah, right, guys. Well. well, hopefully this was another little fun more than mom for you guys. Um, we again, we were hearing that people wanted more of these, but we didn't want to take up the time of our well thought out parenting and motherhood. <laughs> So we decided just to show it up, show up every now and then and wing it. So that's (laughs) exactly that is what (laughs) this was. So on Tuesday, we'll be back with a regular episode. And um, very soon, we'll be back on a Sunday morning with another one of these. See you then.
1: The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code TheMomHour. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code TheMomHour to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by The Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a
0: time. Yeah. And with summer fast approaching now is a great time to get the essential calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at the essential slash the mom hour. That's 10% off at the essential slash the mom hour.